0: Hello and welcome. Uh, my name is Keith Heading and NC Realty Services and I'll be your host today, the host with the most for another episode of Truth in Real Estate and More Unscripted. This is a show where we take the posted notes off my desk and read them. We go through some emails, magazine articles, different information things that I uh, talk about around and in my office with other people throughout the week and try to help you make sense of what you really need to know um you know where the the truth in that lies and and today's episode will help explain some of that uh in a real and tangible way for you i think and uh so we'll talk about that and along with talking about that we're also going to be plugged into some of the local current news which i know some of you have been after me about why i have not been too vocal about some of what's going on we'll be a little bit more vocal today and i promise you that we will continue moving forward to to speak the truth from here. Okay, so do the best we can. So let's dig right in. Again, my name is Keith Hadding and I'm with NC Realty Services. NC Realty Services does appraisals, real estate, uh, new construction, scattered lot construction, modular home packages, uh, fix and flips, fix and holds. We're getting ready to do some owner financing in the near future. So we do all kinds of stuff and we're plugged into the market. So when I'm having a conversation with people in the real estate world, oftentimes they'll ask, well, how do you know this? I know this because I'm in it. I'm around it every day. I'm talking with other people. Um, you know, it's just like how do people pick a realtor? And the truth is I've spent a long time talking to people who have made um, that choice already. And I ask them how they made that choice. And surprisingly enough, it is not what you, what I would put in my book. Uh, of how to do it. And it's not how most people would advise you to do it. It's just the way we are in human nature. We pick our friends and family and, and closest referrals. So there you go. All right. Um, Let's jump right in because we, we have a lot and I wanted to keep it around that 20 minute mark for you. So, so we can keep you awake (laughs) as always. We want you to, you know, get plugged in. So give us your feedback. You can post a video here on the Anchor podcast site or whatever podcast source you're using to hear this, you can uh, send me an email directly at my first and last name at gmail. That's keithhadding at gmail.com. Feel free to do that anytime and I'll be happy to talk about what you share with me or if you'll record something and put it in there, I'll be happy to add that recording as well. We want to keep it respectful, keep it light, keep it... uh, how about that? Like you're like you're having the conversation with your grandmother. How about that? All right. You know, uh, Proverbs 28, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 29 and 18 says, without revelation, people run wild. That's what it reminds me of when I think of the people in Seattle right now, the rioters or in Portland and these kind of things that are going on. They really don't have any goals or focuses. They're just following aimlessly, I think. Um, and for all the wrong reasons. I mean, how do you riot and protest both sides of the same argument? You don't. There are obviously clearly other motivations, but I say this and start off with this this morning because it has a great impact on what we do in our investments and in the real estate world. And so we're gonna look at that and we're gonna look specifically at some of those areas just mentioned. As we debunk some of the information and the things um, that we hear talk about, why is real estate such a big deal in the first place? Uh, It's a big deal in the first place because it drives the market in our economy and with interest rates being record lows again, uh, that continues to keep that market moving and thrusting, which is what's allowing everything else to take place. But a lot of what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to try to remind you re- repeatedly that markets as far as hot and cold and how they're impacted by things are different everywhere we go. And there are plenty of people that have opinions about this, so it's not just me. In North Carolina alone, which is where my office is at, there are 115,215 licensed real estate people. That that's a phenomenal number. Of those 71551 are full-time brokers and of those full-time brokers 17279 of them are Bix brokers in charge. So they run an office or firm or have other people tend to have other people working for them, although you can be the big of your own office by your own self. Uh, I have done that so, So a lot of opportunities for people to have conversations and a lot of different opinions. I welcome um, everybody's viewpoints. Again, as long as we can discuss it respectfully, I have no problem with you chiming in. I look forward to that um, as well. But again, this is background information. I'm trying to give you a little bit of what we're gonna talk about today. And let me start with a a brief story. Not too long ago, When the pandemic had really first became publicly known, it was declared actually in March. I believe March 11th is when the World Health Organization uh, labeled it a pandemic. But you know we had had it; we had um, people infected by it earlier than that. It just wasn't you know nationally known. Let's put it that way. So shortly thereafter, I was getting ready to do an appraisal for a woman in a local community here where I'm at. And, um, I called her to set the appointment and she said to me, you know, I'm a little bit scared of this COVID. Can you do this appraisal without having to come into my house? And I said, well, you know, it's possible. I guess I need to find out what kind of current information and pictures, for example, are available of your home so that I might, you know, be able to do that for you and, and make one of those COVID exceptions. We call that. And she said oh oh there's plenty of pictures all the information is current my house has been on the market and so i of course you know being in the market say why why is it not in the market now i mean are are you have you got a buyer is that why i'm appraising it she said no my real estate broker told me that because of the pandemic the market was going to dry up and would hurt my house values and that it would be smarter for me to take it off of the market So we're going to take it off the market and refinance with some of this lower interest rate money and so it'll become a win-win for us that way. Unfortunately, um, in my opinion, that was bad advice, wouldn't you think? Um, It's similar to a situation that I had when I was on a a webinar with a group in the appraisal industry and People were talking about the COVID virus, the pandemic, and how it was impacting them in their areas, and they were talking about reducing cap rates and, and getting hit with these different lower fees, um, all, all this information about negative, 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 and uh, I, I listened to it for, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes before I finally chimed in and said, hang on a minute, please tell me that you have data to support these negative Adjustments or these lower cap rates—that you're not just anticipating that there's going to be an issue, and therefore we as a collective group could be causing a problem. And of course, there were several that chimed in and were rude and offensive. <laughs> that seems to be the whole new cancer cult. Oh, yeah, cancer, cancel culture, isn't it? Is that we'll just argue our way out of it we won't reason it we won't have a conversation but there were several others that chimed in and said yeah in my market things are on fire here or this business is really leading the way or these kind of things so we got some positive feedback out of that as well Um, but that's kind of the entire premise behind what I want to talk about in this episode and that is different markets are going to react differently in different places Even the same event, what's going on in Portland, the market may be be reacting differently than what's going on in Seattle. Now I'm not from either of those markets, but I promise you that no two things like that are going to be the same. When when people ask me that all the time, well, how's the market here? How's the market there? I, I say to them, well, what part of the market? Every subdivision is different. Every area is different. People are moving into one and out of another. Uh, I listened to an um, an interview recently with the governor in Texas, and the interviewer was saying, Look at all these people that are making a mass exodus from California and they're moving to Texas. And he was attributing that, of course, to the politics um, of Democrat versus Republican run cities. And the governor was quick to say, Well, hold on a minute. probably an equal number of people that are leaving texas and going to california who might vote or sway the other way so you know we need to be careful and take a good look around about how our market's being impacted by different things let me take a quick break right here we're about halfway through um, this podcast and just give a shout out to say, hey, uh, you can do a podcast just as easy as I can. If you saw the equipment that I was using to do this with right now, you would just bust out laughing because I don't have some big fancy studio and headphones and uh, swing arm boom mics and all kinds of stuff. I don't have this big sound. Uh, and now some of your sitting are saying, yeah, I can tell by listening. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying it doesn't take all that to get started. We're learning as we go. We're going to get better as we go. But, the, you know, as is with any journey, it's the first step. So you too can do a podcast. Uh, the other thing I want to say in this sponsors break here is I do need sponsors. Um, anybody, if you know anybody who's looking to sponsor um, an open forum podcast like ours that talks about the market and and uh, investments and things like that, as well as public news. We're really kind of all over the place, aren't we? And that's kind of what I promised, uh, is that we would talk about anything and everything. So uh, if you know anybody who is looking to get involved and wants to sponsor, we would love to have you send them our way. Uh, Sponsorship is always what keeps the machine churning and the things moving forward. So, all right, with that said, let's get back on the conversation for today. You know, I, I read um, a lot of the articles that come in, and uh, you know, I'm looking at a, a, a media site. Um, it, it's uh, RIS Media is is who wrote the article that I'm reading here. The counties with the most that are most vulnerable to the economic impact from COVID, and it concerns me in a couple of different ways. And so, I want you to understand when I read into it, you know, how I. Um, reconcile the information that i'm reading for example so it says some areas in the united states have shown increased vulnerability amid the coronavirus pandemic compared to others well that's what i just talked about not every area is going to react um, like another it said that that they found pockets of the northeast and some parts along the east coast remain most at risk in the fourth quarter of 2021 meanwhile the west continues to show less vulnerability um not sure that made a lot of sense to me in regards to that because the uh, the market here and i'm on the east coast so i'm in this i'm in the southeast and uh southeast region and you know the market's on fire but even when i talk to people from the other markets and i have that luxury because i do build so just the other day i had people in my office from new york who sold their house really fast surprisingly fast and so they moved quicker than they thought they were going to have to which what does that tell you if the market's moving at a faster rate or pace then that is a good market right and you know people say well how do i how do i make sure i get the best value on my my sale and my purchase well you know the old adage <laughs> you buy low and sell high right most of us can't afford to do that because we're buying and selling in the same market and so the market is either high or it's low we can't really get hurt by that because if we buy low and sell low excuse me, or sell low and buy low because that's what we do sell first then buy you're not really getting hurt by that you're going to recognize the appreciation that you develop in your property and happens to be in your area and in fact, if you're if you're buying if you're selling low and buying low, there's a better chance that you're going to sustain and carry it into a higher market. I don't know if your timing would allow you to sell when it's at its peak or highest, but that's the nature of the game and the business. Now, with that being said, you could sell high in an area that has high demand, and buy low in an area that has a much lower demand, anticipating that that demand will increase or those values will rise over a period of time. So, so you can do that within the same markets as well, because there's the truth in a nutshell is that all markets don't do all things at the same time. They're not the same. They're going to be dramatically different in most cases. And so anticipating that and understanding that way, help you to make a better buying decision. Uh, my grandfather used to tell me that my fifth house should be free, he called it. Well, that doesn't mean that it would be free like somebody would give it to me. He meant that if I bought and sold correctly, I would have made enough money off my first sales, my first four home sales, to be able to write a check for the fifth one. So um, so he was a, a student of that. He He certainly was a student of the stock market as a whole, but real estate being a big part of the market, he understood that concept considerably. So... So I guess I would be a little at odds in this article in the sense that they kind of threw a blanket out there and said the East Coast you know, was more vulnerable to this. I think what I see that has happened is that some of the comments that were made, and I can agree with the Northeast, New York having the highest numbers early in the pandemic and a lot of information being put out there that they thought warmer weather would have an, uh, an impact on the uh, virus and maybe wipe it out things like that made people want to gravitate to the Southern states. And again, I'm in the Southeast. And so the Florida, you know, um, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, you know, Maryland it's all these places. That, in fact, they mentioned in here some of them being the most vulnerable are really right now, probably seeing record numbers. I know here in the county that I'm in, uh, they're just shattering the ceiling with their numbers and and have been most of the year since the pandemic's been in place so so you know i I want you to take that with a grain of salt when you when you read an article like that as i do to say there's more to this probably than meets the eye it said the following areas had 40 of 50 counties most vulnerable to the economic impact of the pandemic in the q4 of 2020 that was new jersey illinois california louisiana new york Florida and Maryland so yes there are some of those on the east coast but California is about as west as we can get uh, so <laughs> certainly they've got to be uh, vulnerable and if he's trying to define vulnerable as being hot spots in the market because california areas of California clearly are as hot as they are cold then then why wouldn't we be in that same list over here on the east Coast so so I don't know, I take that a little bit with a grain of salt. I think people are shifting around the country. They have opportunities with being able to work from home. Some companies will probably make this a transition that they won't come back from. They might always allow um, their staff or some of their staff to work from home and you will increase that ability and probably increase the ability for that business to be able to hire a higher standard of employee for some positions because they'd have the flexibility of allowing them to work From wherever they are whatever works for them so that uh, I would expect some of those changes will be permanent and forever but listen with that being said the market of real estate has not I know there's a lot of Realtors out there and they're all singing this song about how the real estate world has changed it really has not changed all that much at the end of the day the realtor brings to the table insurance that's the biggie And when I talk to people who are selling the house themselves, I always challenge them a little to say, hey, have you considered the fact that you need insurance? Um, You need to protect yourself from the legalistic side of this business. So we bring insurance to the table. We bring an expertise and an experience when you talk about people who have been in the same marketplace for a great length of time. So they should have uh, a certain expectation about what's happening. You know, what we bring to the table too a little bit is you know, I know what's going in at the shopping center or the apartment building that's going in behind it and, and all these things going on in this area. And that may very well have an influence on the buying and selling decisions for the properties around there. And so we kind of can bring that to the table as well. So we've got insurance, we've got our experience and expertise, and then we give you a little bit of that um, protection or anonymity, or, you know, some people you know Walt Disney always used a company they never would tell you they were buying property for Disney World or Disneyland because they don't want the price to get jacked up just because people know that they're willing to pay more for property so the same thing is true with the individual buyer or seller distancing themselves from it and not allowing it to be too personal uh, in the transition can be very helpful to some although you will read in my book that I believe the personal stories are An important element and the biggest and final element that I say we bring to the table as Realtors is the face-to-face dialogue and meeting and conversation as I get to know my clients and know their wants and needs I can better protect them from what I call stepping in a mud puddle stepping in a mud hole try to keep them from making mistakes that we call rookie mistakes because typically people aren't buying selling and building homes every day unless they're already in the business and then why would they be hiring professionals if they are one? So, uh, so there—that's the truth in real estate, right there. Markets. Some markets are hot, and the not market might next door might be cold on any given day. That's why appraisals are always done for the day they are done, the effective date, and not done in a range of days. Oh, this is good for a month or six months or a year. No, it's done for that specific day and time, and that's how it's done for because the markets can swing and change and they can move very quickly. Uh, Here in our market, the first story I started with, the young lady who took her house off the market, had she left it on the market just a little longer, she would have probably started to experience multiple offers on her property. Because the reality is when the pandemic was um, claimed here, the um, local track builders, which are a huge percentage of our new home uh, sales, They said, hey, finish what's on the ground. Don't start anything new. They're going to back up and wait and see what happens. Well, immediately when they did that, they created a shortage in the marketplace. So that woman that I was speaking to probably missed the best opportunity to get people fighting for her house if she had just left it on the market. So um, be careful. Vet what people tell you. Try to understand it. Get more than one person's opinion or advice. In my book, I say your job as a as a buyer or seller in real estate or an investor is to vet the people you're using. If I use a bank, then I let my bank do my banking business. I check him out first. I make sure that the bank I want to use, that's what I do. I, I check out my doctor. And when I go to my doctor, I trust his opinion because he's smarter than I am about healthcare. And I already vetted him to know that he was skilled and qualified to do that. And now I trust his opinion to do that. And the same thing's got to be true in business and in real estate. If you vet your realtor properly and you know they're qualified to do the job, you got to let them do the job. When you select a builder, you vet the builder and make sure they can do what you want, give you the home, the quality you want, and be able to help look out for your interest in that transaction. And then you got to let them do the job. So uh, there you go. I'm I'm over my 20 minutes again. I get long-winded, I know. But there's a little taste of uh, of where we're going in 2021 with our podcast. I hope I said something that would inspire you, intrigue you, or give you some interest in in uh, following along with us further on our podcast. I would love for you to chime in and give us your feedback and opinions because you are who the show is for. Uh, without you, I'm just a crazy old guy talking to himself and talking around in circles. So um, thank you for being a part of my podcast, whether you're listening to it the week we produced it or a year from now, you know, that's the scary part, right? It all this stuff sticks. The nice part about it is you can always come back later and say, well, look what Keith said two years ago and how it still applies today. So I look forward to some of that, um, taking place. Anyhow, send me your sponsors, send me your feedback. Uh, you know, uh, just look forward to the next one. My name is Keith Hadding. I'm with NC Realty services. Again, we do it all and we're happy to do it and help you. If you're in uh, my area, I have an office in Shalote, North Carolina. um, Feel free to come by and see me, call, email, text, check out the website, and by all means, follow the next podcast. Uh, I'm gonna try to stay my my course and at least give you at least one a week. And remember to check out the Monday Morning Miseries, our rants and raves as well, where we talk about how bad my breakfast was, (laughs) or good, we rant and we rave, uh, how traffic was, and this week, I actually, if you haven't listened to it already, I posed a couple questions. I would definitely want you to jump in there and listen because it's a little different today. And we want to go down that road a little more. The new office, we're getting it set up better, but hopefully within the next month or two, I'll have multiple stations in the building. So when you come in to visit with us, we can sit down and do a podcast together. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm looking forward to that. Again, Keith Hadding, NC Realty Services. Until I hear you again. God bless.